Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 190 of the Masterclass podcast. My name is Cam Brennan, and I am joined by my friend, Mr. Dave Hogue. What's up? Uh, you know, just kind of getting into the swing of life and, uh, that's, I guess that's what's up. That's what's up. Yep. Fair enough. (laughs) That's what's up. Um, (laughs) I am, I'm doing all right. Doing good. There's things are changing at church, um, which is exciting and good. Um, it's, there's a lot of optimism and hope for, uh, the near future with, um, our, our, our staff, our team, um, where ministries are heading. So it's, um, like we're having a staff meeting tomorrow night and everyone's like super jazzed about it. Cause like, wow, we haven't had one in a really long time, like with everyone together. Cause COVID broke all of everyone's good habits ever. And so <laughs> we're trying to get back, but we're a new guy is coming in who was a part of our church a couple of years ago when he was, uh, you know, in college and post-college and now he's moving back and it's all good. And it's just exciting. And yeah. Yeah. Feels good to feels good to feel good, Dave. And yes. have some like, corporate optimism not that like we were not optimistic before but like it just there's some momentum that everyone kind of feels right now and so we're excited to see um you know what shakes out in in the near future so yeah yeah and that's you know i think kind of even implicit in what you know talking about getting in the rhythm of things of life and doing things it is it's all the kids are back in school uh, we're doing Friday night football and there's people in the stadiums. Um, you know, I just saw today where the NFL, all 32 teams can have full stadiums. So there's just kind of that, like, you know, I, with the, with the, with, with school starting with football season that you're, you're seeing things, you know, back to quote unquote normal. It seems like in a lot more, areas yeah but with that still ever-present shadow of sure oh yeah covid just come, like hey <laughs> i'm still here <laughs> yeah. but yeah no it, it's there there is a there's just something about this time of year and i think it's because of school and mm-hmm. just all of the traditions right we get it like labor day and then football and you know for me soccer like there, there's just something about the fall, even though technically it's still summer, um, mm-hmm. that just gets everybody back on a rhythm. So, yeah, it's all good. Also, go blue. Just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> Not that they've played anyone terribly good, but they've looked good. So, just they're doing what they always do, getting my hopes up. <laughs> and then we'll play Ohio at the end of the year and my hopes will not be up. <laughs> they will be down. <laughs> Although Ohio state did just lose to Oregon at home. Yeah. And that makes me very happy <laughs> for two reasons. One, my obvious disdain 
for the Buckeyes. And two, Oregon has been my second favorite college football team for like 15 years. Oh, really? So it was a double whammy for me. Um, I got to I got to see that team lose, and I got to see a team that I really enjoy win. It was glorious. Nice. But anyways, enough about that. We can we can talk football later, I suppose. <laughs> uh, we are going to carry on in chapter ten. Yes. Of Hebrews, and yes. we're gonna do. Verses 19 through 25. We're going to break this next big section down into a couple because, boy, howdy, there's a lot there. Also, I just said, boy, howdy, which, man, that's something. (laughs) From, like, 1939. Anyways, I don't think there's any way to recover (laughs) from that, so we're just going to move on. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so Hebrews 10. 19 through 25 is where we're at for uh, this discussion. All right. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkling, sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day draw near. All right. Thanks for reading that, Dave. I appreciate it. Um. The thing here that stands out to me is this idea of confidence, that we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. And, you know, this, this harkens back to chapter 4, verses 14, 15, and 16, where it says that we have confidence to draw near to the throne of grace because Jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses and that we are told to draw close in time of need and ask for help. and one of the key differences between God's relationship with his people in the Old Testament and the New Testament is this idea of access mm-hmm. and how people could access God in Old Testament times versus, you know, post-Jesus times. And in the Old Testament, access was incredibly limited, right? The, the high priest went in to the Holy of Holies once a year to make atonement for the people. They tied a rope around him because if he was, you know, unclean or impure, he would die and they would have to drag him out. Uh, Very limited access. And then you consider that against the access that we have to God now through what Jesus did. It says by the blood of Jesus here, right? The veil, when Jesus died, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple ripped in half, right? Signifying there is no more blocking here. There is access for all that are saved uh, to God. And, and so one thing that I think is just critical for us to, to understand is this concept that we do have access to be with God, to be in his presence, but not just access, confidence that we can show up and God's not going to be like, yo, what are you doing here? You're not allowed. It's going to be like, oh, Cam, good to see you. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that, 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 just 
I don't know. There's just something about that word confidence to be in the holy place with God, like a place that we don't belong. And the only reason we have access and should have confidence is because of what Jesus has done on our behalf, that we are, that we are clothed in his righteousness, that God looks on us and sees his righteousness and not our sin. Like it's done, it's over. So we can have confidence to draw near to God. And that's, I don't know, for some reason, that's just really like, like blinking loud. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's confidence in something that, like you said, when we, we've discussed many times of, you know, <laughs> they took all these precautions, bells on the, bells on the robe and the, the rope and all that of just, um, and, and, and just how we take that for granted too. You know, it's just, I know I don't always think of, we have access to that holy of holies and it, 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 it verse 19 in and of itself is truly just a, a phenomenal, uh, truth that, like you said, it, it's, um, It, it 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 really is a um, what well one we probably don't talk about it near enough and you certainly don't hear about it preached frequently in the church and it is just a an incredible thing to 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 realize uh, that we have that access and then to add that with not only do we have access but we should go confidently. In that, it's just a phenomenal thing. So, yeah, definitely. And so the thought continues in verse 20 um, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. Which, of course, the curtain, right? The veil that was torn is now removed. There's access, but it's new and living through his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So Jesus makes this new living way that he opened for us, that he made possible. And since he is that great priest for us, we can draw near, it says, with a true heart in full assurance of faith, right? That goes hand in hand with the confidence. We, are, we can have confidence because we have assurance of our faith. And like there's, 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 different kinds of confidence, right? Like you've got self-confidence when you believe in yourself, mm -hmm. but when other people believe in you, that's a totally different feeling. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. Self-confidence is one thing, but having that confidence built into you by other people, that is an incredibly strong yes. emotion to to be given confidence by especially someone that you care about can can push people 
to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do. You know, and that's like the role that, that mentors and coaches play is to instill confidence in the people that they're teaching mm-hmm. or coaching, right? The, you can do this. You've practiced this. I see this characteristic in you. You can do this. Now go out there and do it. That's a powerful emotion and motivating factor. And for God of all people <laughs> to tell us we can be confident in the assurance of our faith that it is good, it is strong, it is sealed, it is done. Like, we shouldn't need anything else Mm -hmm. to get us through anything. The God of the universe who created everything and made us in his image says, I'm telling you, you can be confident. You can do this because of what Jesus has done. You can Mm -hmm. remain strong in your faith you can get through these temptations, through these trials to strengthen you. Like, man, I bet God would give a really good halftime speech. (laughs) I imagine he would. So, yeah. And then just even that, uh, and it doesn't have this word in it, but, um, the word that I see is doubt. So that like without doubt, you can do these things. And I know for all of us throughout our journey, doubt can certainly be an issue, uh, have an influence on how uh, we uh, or how we go before God. And really there is that, you know, we're clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed pure with water. So, um, yeah, to me, I, it's just funny. The word's not even in there, but the absence of doubt is really what stands out to me in these next couple of verses as we read of just, and I think that's maybe even goes hand in hand with confidence, you know, it's the mm-hmm. <laughs> exact opposite of confident is doubting. And so, exactly. um, well, and, and two, the word, the word assurance, right? Like if right. I'm assured yep. that this is good, then I don't need to doubt. Yeah. And that is a breeding ground for confidence. Because, you know, it's like I said, the difference between self-confidence, like or internal confidence versus external confidence, if we can say it that way. It's like, if I have low self-confidence, but that is instilled in me, from people that I know and trust and they are building that confidence up around me, then I can start to build the self-confidence in myself too. And so I think one of the things that's, that's, you know, we see throughout all scripture is, is God calling us to holiness Mm -hmm. and to be holy as Jesus was holy. He is He is calling us to a life of holiness, but trying to instill confidence in us. That's why we have the Holy Spirit, right? Our helper, our person to grow us. And so I think one of the the many issues that we face is that a lot of us lack spiritual confidence because of our sin, because of our baggage, because... We do the things that we don't want to do. 
right? As Paul says, like, I still sin and it drives me crazy that I still do it. And therefore, shame and guilt that I haven't worked through on some of that stuff yet leads to a lack of confidence that I can draw near, that God does want me around, right? Mm -hmm. And so just all that inner conflict and doubt of, you know, the enemy saying, ah, no, 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 you're, you're not good enough. You're not clean enough. You know, you're not, you're not, uh, your conscience is still evil. You know, your body hasn't been washed pure as, as, as it were. But if God is telling us to confidently enter the holy place, that our faith is assured why, why am I not listening to that and letting that pull me towards holiness, towards confidently living out my faith? And, and what really gets me here is, is verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So that if God says... It's true. And he is faithful. Then I need to hold on to that for dear life. Yeah. Yeah. And I even think there's, there's an element too of that these, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this, but it, it goes hand in hand in terms of we have confidence to enter the holy place. Um, and you know, so, so for me, um, there, there just is that the, the cleansing, the experiencing God, there's, there's not this, I have to get, you know, I have to get to the right place. Like the priest mm-hmm. used to have to do, like they, they have to prepare themselves for us. There's such an element of we go into the holy place and we experience the cleansing and the forgiveness and yeah. the assurance and being made whole and, and receiving the confidence. It's, it, it's, it, it's one in the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think for a lot of, well, I've just, I've had conversations with people of just that, that sense of, again, uh, doubt is one word. Uh, another word is just not being worthy and again, just no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there is just that element of um, Jesus took care of it through the through His flesh. He is our high priest. Now draw, now draw near. Be cleansed, and then. Hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So yeah, it, it is, God is good, we are experiencing his goodness, and that goodness has totally been uh, made available to us, and the, the justice side of God is still present, but it's been taken care of, as we've mentioned, <laughs> by Jesus. So Yeah. And then 24 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Now, this is a very interesting place for that sentence to be. Like, the, the author has done 
so much in the previous four verses, ah, five verses, I can do math, um, to build us up with the confidence and the assurance and that God is faithful and this is Jesus took care of this. Now, with all that confidence and like, you know, just like, ah, you feel right now, consider how to stir up one another in love and good works. Like, don't, <laughs> don't be selfish yeah. or, you know, navel gazing with what you feel. Go figure out how to work with other people in the body with that confidence. Share that confidence. Build that confidence up in other people so that you can do show you can show and give love and accomplish good works. Like it is he's being a coach. He's taking, he's building that confidence into you and pointing you in a direction to say, now go do it. Mm-hmm. Which is really I quite neat. <laughs> Yes. Because we could have just, you know, if this had just ended at verse 23, nothing wrong with that. Still incredible, incredible um, piece of truth. But he wants us to then go do something with it, to go be a part of the body, to to bring people along with you, to to disciple them, to call them to holiness, to to go do good works, right? To go be kingdom people out in the world. Yeah. And, you know, I think part of going to the the Holy of Holies and being reliant on the priests, there was an element of you had to go to that location. You had to go to the place. Um, And so there's kind of implicit in this, the fact that we can now have access to the Holy of Holies anytime, anywhere. Um, that's not how we should do it all the time. You know, we need to continue to be in community. We need to continue to be around uh, fellow believers, fellow followers of Christ. And there should be like an element of, you know, what comes to mind is, is, uh, as iron sharpens iron, another person sharp, you know, people sharpen mm-hmm. each other. And, and there really is just that, um, we are spurred on by one another. And how awesome is it when it's, when our interaction <laughs> with others is a positive interaction? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying being the fake you know, everything's good. Everything's, you know, just because we're supposed to be that way. Oh, you're supposed to, you're a Christian. You're supposed to show joy all the time, <laughs> but it, it just a genuine, just uplifting of each other. Uh, maybe even in spite of things not going well, or just feeling like we're doing okay or surviving and getting by. Um, there is, um, you know, honestly, it's one of the things we might, we have not done well as a family since COVID is, is, is go to church in person with other people. Mm-hmm. And I've really just lately, had, um, well, we've been praying about it, wanting to do that, but just lately, just kind of starting to go, I wonder if I'm seeing some negative effects of that, mm-hmm. you know, of just in my life where I'm not doing the stirring one another up to love and good works meeting together. And, 
really benefiting from yeah being around other followers. Yeah, because in verse 25, right? Not neglecting to meet together. Yep. As is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Yeah. I uh I'm a strong advocate that church should not be online. But I no. also realize that there are certain people that cannot physically get to um oh, yeah. the building, you know, and so it serves um a great um a great purpose in, in that sense. Um but there's incredible value in being together, you know, as the yes. body. Definitely. Definitely. Yes, we even even as an introvert, we are we are still social beings and we need to mm-hmm. have that interaction. Well, and there's like I mean there's a litany of reasons of, you know, why being at church is important and good for you. But like, I mean, I, I always say there's nothing, there's nothing more beautiful than hearing the church sing. Mm, yeah. Even as, even if people have bad voices, the, the collective, <laughs> the collective sound of hearing people singing praise to God, like it just, there's nothing prettier. Um, and I play in the band most weeks, so I get to hear it regularly because they're all singing in my direction. <laughs> and there's times where I just take I take my in ear monitors out, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna listen to the people. Um, it's it's something that brings me uh, happiness to hear that. Um, but also the the concept of like you get to see people on the same journey as you and you get to rub shoulders and learn. Like you said, iron sharpens. like I am preaching to the choir here. I, I know. Um, but <laughs> for the listener out there who needs, needs to hear it, go, go back in person. Please. Yeah. Yep. Be nice to your youth pastors. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that while I still am one. So, because I won't be in a couple weeks. I'll be a real pastor, Dave. <laughs> heavy, sar- heavy sarcasm there, by the way. <laughs> youth pastors are real pastors. Well, I'm glad we got to uh, do all the encouraging fun stuff uh because man verse 26 takes a turn um it's very true and very needed um because oftentimes we focus on all the warm fuzzy good yay jesus stuff um with neglecting the other side and uh that's that's spiritual death and all that you know all the stuff that we were saved from um so we'll get to that next week yeah. But I think I'm good. I just I just want to read verse 23 one more time. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. 
I'm not one for putting viable verses on my walls, Dave. Um, but that one, if I did, that would be a, a candidate. So I, I, I had the thought of just really all six of these verses that we read okay. and discussed. Like these are not ones that I knew. These are not ones I feel like are quoted very often. These are not ones that were expected to memorize. But they should be. Yeah, but all of them, I'm like, there's there's good stuff in there, and um, yeah, it, it um, it, yeah, like you said, I'm not I'm not much one for putting it on the wall, but um, you could certainly take just about any of these and <laughs> do that with them, or do them all. But nobody would read it because it would be too long then. <laughs> Yay, modern time or uh, attention spans, right? Yeah. Speaking of which, we're at about 30 minutes, which makes this a very short episode. But hey, you know, it is what it is. We'll be back uh, next time. You can find show notes at supermegacorp.net slash masterclass slash 190 or in your podcast app of choice. And there's contact info if you want to say hey or write us a note or tell us we're wrong or anything like that uh, in the show notes, too. And I think that's going to do it. So, uh, David, farewell. Talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.